0: what's going on everybody welcome back to a brand new episode of life after high school the number one podcast in sudbury where we dive into the lessons learned the losses and the lifestyles of the amazing guests by asking them the skill testing questions critical thinking ones and the ones that get the answers you need to help you be a bit better every single day thanks for tuning in i love you guys and enjoy the show it's the life after high school podcast Donovan, my dude, welcome. Uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm really, really uh, first and foremost uh, for getting into it grateful that you're spending some time with me today. I know you have a very extremely busy schedule. I'm glad. Uh, I know we postponed it already, but I'm really glad we were able to make it work today. So thank you very, very, very
1: much for uh, squeezing me in. And I appreciate you
0: being here, man. So thanks. Welcome to the show.
1: I'm honored. I My schedule is busy. That's because I am working on growth mindset. I'm working on time management more, but I think that these opportunities are really important and I feel really honored anytime anyone will share their platform with me to kind of lift the work up and talk about, you know, what it is I'm doing in the world. So thank you for having me. And thanks for being flexible because Amazing, I think this yeah. is like the third, third time you've had to reschedule with me. So <laughs> thanks for being so flexible. Yeah, no
0: worries, man. No worries. I'm just uh, glad we were able to make it, uh, make it work finally. So with that being said, so for people who don't know you, kind of take us through your transition period, kind of the timeline of your life so far from leaving post-secondary mm-hmm that era or that uh, timeline or time frame, sorry, to where we are uh, now. And we can kind of go back through it full circle.
1: Hey, when you're like, there was a time where I was like from day one? Well, <laughs> in of. July, in July of 1989. No, um, so <laughs> I uh, started working with kids. It's a little bit important, but I started working with kids when I was in college and I focused specifically on youth development programs. And so positive youth development is something I, I really lift up a lot. This is a lot of like summer camps. This is your after school activities. Um, and I started working with kids. I think, yeah, I was working in an acting company for kids. And then I was working at a gymnastics place and I had no experience in either of those things, but I was just good with the kids. And so yeah. I think yeah. being, especially like being a man and like not having as many men working with younger kids, they were like, if you're good with kids, like you don't have to be good at the other things. Like that's yeah. kind of the first thing we need from you. Um, but I was going through my own identity struggle, mental health struggle for years at the time. And when I found working with kids, it really was like a saving grace for me. It it was like, it gave me purpose. It was like, this is why I'm here in a time where I was kind of struggling to even want to be here. Mm -hmm. And so when I, when I was in my mid college undergrad, I had an experience that kind of woke me up and made me start to seek out tools to kind of repair harm that had been done to me and harm that i'd done to myself and the tools were out there like in abundance Mm -hmm. and so i was working with these kids and then i was learning these tools at the same time and i kind of realized like why are we not teaching kids these things (laughs) like if all these adults are spending all this money every single year to basically undo what was done to them as kids. Like, why don't we just meet kids before that? Right. And so some examples of of skills. Oh yeah. So like a huge one for me is gratitude. Like just learning about gratitude, um, learning about things like core values, learning about how to treat yourself with like kindness and compassion, um, how to create like a positive identity. And so when you look at yourself, a positive identity that's grounded in reality, um, and, and things like strength identifications, things like growth mindset, all of these skills I wanted to help kids learn were to take care of themselves. And mm-hmm. um, I started teaching those things in these other programs, but that's not what those programs were intended to do. So right. I kind of struck out and did my own thing. Um, and then I got really lucky and found a school that had a space for this kind of class. They And it was a program where you didn't have to be a credential teacher because I didn't go to school for teaching. No kidding. And, nice. Yeah, I stepped into it, and it was, like, wonderful. And I got to work with these kids for two and a half years, and then the pandemic hit. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I don't want to stay in the classroom because it's already kind of a struggle. And uh, I started a TikTok because my kids told me to. I was working with them online, and I was recording the teaching, and we were having so many funny moments. So the kids were like, you know, you should make a TikTok, which is shocking to me because how the hell did – out of everything that's on TikTok, how did my work stand out? Yeah, especially Um, at that
0: time period too, right? Like so uh, many people doing it, like consuming and creating on the platform. That's incredible.
1: Absolutely. So many people and so many really talented and funny and like educational people. Yeah. And I think for me, what was important was I got a chance to show the work without showing the kids Um, because especially doing personal work with kids, I never want to be exploiting them um, or using them to you know, get likes. And... Yeah,
0: that's always been a weird, like, area, right? Like, kids and mm-hmm. being on media, especially young kids, like, there's a weird, yes. there's a lot of lines you have to make sure you're not crossing and stuff and check oh, marks, yeah. boxes you're checking
1: off. Yeah. And working with, like, middle schoolers, too, it's, like, they're already so hyper aware of themselves and how people are looking at them and so even though these moments were really you know impactful and positive like I don't know if this 12 year old as a 25 year old is going to be grateful that we did this you know and so I I, I think having a chance to show the work without showing the kids is really special and I was going to leave the classroom and try to make a YouTube channel and try to get into speaking for kids which has always been my dream And uh, the Today Show found me like a month before I left teaching and everything kind of blew up from there. And so I'm two years into out of the classroom and I'm currently developing an educational entertainment docu-series. I'm coaching and then I'm also finding my way around the content space, which has been very interesting. (laughs) It's very interesting to make content about this kind of stuff. So that's where I'm at right now.
0: Dude, I, um, I think what I'm very excited about to see and what I've noticed from you that I really, really gravitated towards. So one thing I will say that I really I really like that I'm just gonna wanna talk about how we kind of got introduced to each other. And I think that pairs well with what I really enjoy about not just like your YouTube channel, your TikTok, like your the content you're creating, like the coaching you're doing. And so we met through a mutual friend who told me about you and told me what you were doing. Who I met through doing the podcast, through other friends connected. So all through connection, I got to you, and then I didn't know you had done the Today Show or any kind of. I knew like things about you, yeah, right, but more just about you, not what you've done. Because I also my our mutual friend uh, Michael, love the guy to death. He knows that I
1: don't. Love Michael.
0: I don't necessarily care too much about people's accomplishments in a weird way, if that makes sense. Because those are like those remain with the person. So yeah. it's kind of a weird. It's a weird thing. Like I, I celebrate it. I support it. But those are yeah. yours to have. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like, I care about the person behind that. So him leading that, like with that, in order for me to kind of be like, what as what drew me to you was very, very like fascinating. And then the way you're very, very, you have a way to connect with people and like just be yourself and very comfortable and open that I don't think we've seen a lot of in like mainstream media or as of late especially and especially during throughout like the pandemic and how everything's kind of risen from it you've kind of Mm -hmm. stayed true to what you've been doing and your story and everything you haven't like you've made shifts for the better not for like ah I'm going on these shows, I'm doing these things. Like you just, you just ruined the same and the message still stayed the course. And like, it's phenomenal, man. I just want to like commend you for that. It's really, really cool to see.
1: What a relief. <clears throat> what, a, what a dope yeah. ass thing to say to somebody because I, I think what was hard for me, I've been lifting this work up for years. Like I was like 25 talking to my friends about wanting to be a public figure for kids. And yeah. Yeah. Um, when I started getting the attention, there was a lot of like, Input. I was getting a lot of input on how to proceed, especially around making a TV show and stuff. And there's a lot of like this push to to be quick and to be fast. But I think in asking me to kind of change the work to make it fit audiences, it really cheapened it and it kind of disconnected me from my values. And so for a while there, I was like, Mm. man, I hate this shit. Like, I don't even want to do this anymore. Like, put me back in the classroom where I was having an impact. And more recently, I've started to. Yeah, and I, I started to kind of build a, a some gratitude for myself to be like, you know what, I am happy I stuck with my guns and mm. I'm happy that I stay true to what I care about and that I want this work to look a certain way because I've, I've developed it for years. And like youth youth empowerment, is something that we don't have enough access to. It's something that we don't see enough in these larger spaces. And so that's my goal is to really not only create content that lifts kids up, but also helps them learn kind of how to show up in this world in a way that is sustainable, in a way that's connected to who they are and take care of themselves. And in the past few weeks, I've literally had to be like, yeah, Donovan, like you stuck to what's true to you. Like everything you just said to me, (laughs) I'm like, I needed that, I needed that. Thank goodness it's yeah. been tough. It's been tough. It's been a really tough um emotional journey for me transitioning into this next phase. It's like mm-hmm. second puberty. And if you've been through puberty, you know, it's not fun. And, yeah, it's and not, not fun the first the time,
0: let alone the second. Jeez.
1: It's like a fine and have to have a heightened sense of awareness and go yeah. through it and then also be to be putting a public face on and, It's yeah, it's been it's been wild. And I've been really lucky in a lot of ways. But I also think it's important to acknowledge the struggle and the highs and the lows. um, Because there's enough people out there saying, look at how great I am. And it's like, I want kids to look at me and say, like, look at how I'm trying. Look at how I'm growing. Look at how this person is working on themselves, you know.
0: Amazing. And I think I just I discovered all that through like through the actual research process of you. And like just going through my like regular like, Oh, what media have they done? Okay, let's listen to the podcast he's been on stuff. And yeah, just always stood the I always stay true to kind of the the message has been the same it's just been amplified into let's go
1: uh, <laughs> oh man that's what we let's go let's that's go what we need it today that's awesome
0: I, I love it yeah absolutely and yeah. just seeing it kind of like <laughs> just take different it's stayed the same shape but it's taking different forms
1: you know mm-hmm. and that's, and like, I think that's, that's a, that's a, a huge really thing cool. oh sorry I oh, no that's
0: all that's all
1: I, I think it's really cool to like one of the things i work with kids on is kind of identifying what their values are Mm -hmm. and what their passions are and how these things can kind of change and when you build a relationship with yourself you can pivot like and i think i used to be so afraid of trying new things or stepping Mm -hmm. into different roles because it made me really insecure but the stronger of a relationship i grew with myself the more that i knew that no matter if i fail if i'm successful like I will still have a connection to myself and what matters Mm. to me. Like it makes it so much easier to pivot and it makes it so much easier to move through the world in a way that I'm not as attached and and to the results as I was in the beginning. So it's it's good to kind of hear, especially that feedback after two years of doing this, that people are listening and being like, oh, this is the same person because I always Mm. want to be true to who I am because that's the message for kids, you know?
0: Absolutely. Now, before we transition kind of into that, I want to cycle back, circle back, sorry to that, uh, like puberty, second puberty stage where, and we kind of talked about it, our first video call, um, okay. about like something happens around the age, like 20, 25, like mid twenties mm-hmm. that you kind of make a shift. And then it's funny after talking to you, I had another gentleman I met with to do the show later on in the month. And we talked about the same thing. So for it to be a reoccurring thing amongst like friends and like, like-minded people is really interesting. But yeah. what I want to ask before, so, you were so you worked as a teacher and you were always involved with children so you're able to see kind of firsthand experience and being a student yourself um and if I'm correct correct me if I'm wrong you had I think it was your mother who was all who was a teacher right
1: yeah okay yeah (laughs) you did your research yes my mom was a teacher um, for the majority of her professional career
0: cool so what I want to know is so you've seen like you've seen it secondhand firsthand you've been a student teacher everything so i want to know if you could uh if i gave you magic wand and you wave it and i you said donovan i'm going to change one thing about the current i think it's education system or school system now commit for the better obviously um wave magic wand boom fix this for the better how would you go about doing that like what would that what would that look like in your eyes your opinion, having seen it all? And you could take
1: a second. That's such a good question. Honestly, I think if you would have asked me that five years ago, I would have had a different answer for you, but yeah, being in youth development and then moving into education because youth development, like the YMCA boys and girls club, like those it's different from education. Um, And so moving from youth development into education, I think for me, honestly, like more resources and better pay for teachers and their communities that's first because I think we ask so much of educators to hold so much space for learning, but also for like identity development, also now social emotional. And I think you can't, if the people who are teaching the kids are not being taken care of, it has an immediate trickle down effect to the kids and it's not the teacher's fault. And so originally I would have been like this, it's the curriculum and like grades or blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, we need to really acknowledge and take care of the people who are leading our next generation. And so I, I think, especially through like t- like teacher TikTok and stuff, just all of the teachers um, who who put so much heart and effort and who still struggle to survive and make ends meet. And then the communities that are not given the resources that they need It's like, you know, I've been to some schools where it's like, we want these kids to learn gratitude, but there's not even like foundational safety within the school because the teachers are so burnt out. The community has such lack of access to resources. Uh And so for me, it's like, you got to start with the people who are showing up for the kids and not putting them through PD because teachers, any teacher that's listening to this knows that they have probably four PDs a month. It's, It's really about treating them better because the more that teachers are taken care of, the more space and capacity they'll have to do the deeper work with kids that they right. intended to move into education for. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's a huge thing. And I just, I'm so grateful for any teacher that cares about their kids and is out there, you know, working again in a system that feels like it's working against them, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. I love that answer. Deep answers. Pay hey, teachers. Awesome. Uh, give awesome. them more money. Yeah. More it, money, God, more resources. Please. Oh man. Um. So- Before we dive in, um, a bit of foreshadowing for what I want to find out about later on. But before we dive into the uh, self kind of awareness and like how we build that with kids, um, let's talk a bit about your kind of shift in your mid Mm 20s that made you understand why that you wanted to remove yourself from the classroom and get more in front of like more of an impact, like kind of by yourself leading the charge on what you want to do, what you believed is the best decision for you to do and lead kind of like out of your twenties doing that. Can you take us through that process? The second puberty as you Yeah.
1: Second, second puberty was actually kind of not about the work. I think second puberty was about me kind of reparenting myself and me learning how to build a relationship with myself. Because before, when I found this work, I said it was my saving grace. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it was my purpose. But in reality, I still had a really bad relationship with myself. I still struggled a lot with like substance abuse, with mental health. And the the shift came because I was teaching and I was like 26, but I was teaching yeah. and my depression was just really bad. But I was basically using my classroom and these kids as like a way to feel safe and valued. So I was giving yeah. as much as I could, but it wasn't sustainable. And I got to a point where I just, I was giving out so much love and concern and, and trying to hold space for as many kids as I could, um, who I really cared about that I had nothing left for myself. And so I was very drained. And I got to the point where I started to notice like, okay, I'm starting to feel like I don't want to be here anymore. And I'm starting yeah. to feel like I wish I wasn't me. And that's a huge warning sign um, for me personally around my mental health. So I actually went to an emergency therapist and she helped me recognize like that a huge skill that I had missed was like self-love, like how to treat myself better. And at Mm -hmm. first it felt like I was being really selfish. It was like, you know, like I, I focused enough on me. I gotta be here for these kids, but even, you know, honestly, like even the way that I did the work. Was still me trying to take care of myself because if these yeah. kids loved and needed me and I was doing something positive, then maybe I could feel good about myself. Yeah. But I had to learn like that relationship with myself has to come first. Like it can't be dependent on the work that I'm doing. It mm. can't be dependent on how the roles I'm playing for other people. I've got to yeah. have a good relationship with myself.
0: Like inside. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that changed a lot of my curriculum because in the beginning, my curriculum was very like personal development, like what are your goals and yeah. what are your strengths? And that's still a part of my work. But then I was like, as I started to take better care of myself, I started to see these other things in my life start to heal. And I started to see these other ways that I could show up in the world that took care of yeah. me and took care of other people. And that was kind of the second puberty, and that's also like the three skills I teach kids. Those are the things that got me out of that dark place and into doing the work of who is Donovan? How can I take care of Donovan? Mm -hmm. Because Don O'Friend has been around for years in terms before I was even doing this work. Just being like everybody's homie, like being the guy that makes yeah, like being the guy that makes people feel better. Like that was my thing for so long, but that's exhausting.
0: That sounds exhausting. Yeah, and I was, though, like, dude. using
1: it as, like, a safety thing. Mm-hmm. It's, like, if I don't play this role for people, then people won't value me. And if I'm not valued, Ooh. then I'm not safe. Right. right. And if I'm not – and that's a huge thing for me. And that's that's tough. how And that's how a lot of kids feel about education. Jeez. Right? Which like, if I'm not getting good grades, then I'm not valued. <coughs> if I'm not valued, I'm not safe. And then people are confused on why kids are hyper-focusing on their friends or a hobby or something where they feel like they're valued or they're good at Mm -hmm. this thing because that makes them feel safe. So that changed a lot of like what I started teaching kids to be like, you know what, I can't tell them how to live their lives. I just want to give them the skills to take care of themselves as they're growing and struggling and figuring these things out for themselves. I trust that if we can help kids build a relationship with themselves, that they will figure out what's best for them. And that's Mm. something that we're missing. And a lot of systems kind of work against that.
0: Now, speaking of systems and this narrative, I think a lot of young people and kids are being asked like what kind of what they want to do when they like grow up, right? Like that's been the narrative. That's been, yeah, just by judging by your reaction, of... yeah, that's that's yeah. been the narrative, and what's like that's what's been painted as the way society and the system and all these trigger words will say that that's kind of what's been shaped for everybody. But you're asking mm-hmm. a different question.
1: Yeah, right. Like, what's Is the that...
0: question you drive with? I like to I like, that's extrapolate. You're so that.
1: good. You're so good at this. Uh, I just ask them how they Thanks, feel. Yeah, I just ask them how do you want to feel when you get older, and for a lot of kids. I wanna feel happy, I wanna feel loved, I wanna feel like I'm helping, I wanna feel um, a sense of accomplishment, I wanna feel proud, starts to lean them into more of their wants and their needs. And I think that that's really important for kids to think about is like, what do I want? What do I need? Um, And then moving into more like, what do I wanna offer? What What are the things that I want to share with the world from myself? But I think that that's why I do a lot of work with kids around what are your values, what are your strengths? who are, um, what are the experiences that help you feel flow, right? To kind of figure Mm -hmm. out how I feel is a good indicator of, am I in alignment with where I should be or not? If I'm working a job and I feel miserable, if I'm working a job and I feel um, like I'm struggling or I feel disrespected or not valued, right? But a kid knows I want to feel valued where I work. That's that's kind of this like warning light. That's like a little warning light coming on being like, ooh, something is not right, you know? So helping kids, because who knows what, Kids don't know what they want to be when they. Sometimes they do. Excuse me. Sometimes they do, but for yeah, the most
0: part, yeah. There's odd cases, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Those and kids are cool cases. too. I, I really like when a kid is like, I want to be a neuro, like a neuro.
0: Yeah, like science? linguistic neuro- programmer or neuro- neurologist.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a bunch about I think, science. Yeah. I want to be a biology. I have no idea, but I think for the most part, <laughs> and asking that question too also gets them thinking about how they're feeling now yeah and like what are areas who are people that you feel safe with who are people that you feel motivated by what are causes that are exciting to you or causes that cause concern to you right because these are hints and i think it's more important that kids develop that trust with themselves um because that's it like i don't know any all these kids behind me i don't know what any of them are going to be I don't know what any of them are going to be, but I have so much faith in them because I know that they have a heightened sense of who they yeah. are in the world and they'll figure it out. But I just want to make sure that they're taking care of themselves while they're doing it, you know?
0: Now, question for you, of all the kids in the back, is there, um, for uh, sorry, first question, how, well, who's the oldest and who's the youngest? Like what's kind of the age in range? The pictures? Yeah. Just for example. Oh, well, right these there. pictures
1: are like, these pictures are like the oldest picture up here is 15 years old. One oh, of the wow. kids. That's incredible. Yeah, one of the. Yeah, one of the young people, oh, like, awesome. just adopted a child with their partner. Like, Whoa, yeah, good yeah, 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 Jeez. yeah, they shared it with me, actually, wow. a couple days ago, and I was like,
0: oh, oh man, you're my
1: child, so uh, I, I started my work with, like, um, K-2, through two, but man. I also taught, like, mommy and me parent classes, man. and then I also taught in college, so I've taught every single age, um, but right now, the kids that I'm working with, primarily, I like to work with middle schoolers. Yeah. Um, because it's a really important age in their identity development and they don't get enough love. Like and, young you know, teenagers? Status, they all, yeah. yeah, they get a lot of hate, like not just they don't get love, yeah. but even the way that we talk about middle schoolers as a society, Um, I, I want them to feel good about themselves because uh, that starts that process of disconnect of don't mm-hmm. like yourself or something's wrong with you, which it's is just silly. the narrative that we have, which is yeah. it's unfortunate because they they're like the highest need in that age where they're super aware of themselves and they're so unsure yeah. and they're making all these choices based off of trying to feel safe. And no one is holding space for that. Um, I can't say that. There are a lot of people yeah. in the world who are doing really amazing work holding space for those kids. But the society structure system, especially educational system, yeah. um, doesn't really give space for that. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Huh. Now, what I'm always curious about uh, with stuff like that is it's kind of, yeah, it kind of feels, sorry, it kind of feels like middle school. So, can you explain middle school? So, I'm not sure middle school is from grade like what's eight yeah, to 12, yeah, so
1: seven to 10. It's like ages, it just depends. It's, I think the youngest is maybe 11. And the oldest could be like 14. And there's obviously some differences just with kids who are, see, look, look, you see what I mean? Like, oh, man. You know, it's a tough age, and we all know it's a tough age, and yet we're still so judgmental and we're so tough on that age. And we know it was was bad. I've only met like two people who were like, I love middle school. And I'm like, yo. Like, who did you have in your life who is taking care of you yeah I
0: let's you. study you in a lab yeah yeah you are that's an outlier
1: we are happy for you but that oh, is man. not the common experience that's when i started disconnecting <laughs> from myself that's when i started not liking
0: myself yeah. wow man look i think that's incredible that you're able to it sounds like what you're doing too installing and instilling the self-awareness, especially at that age where they are self-aware and it's just a matter of them kind of asking themselves the right, asking the right questions, right? I think that's humongous, especially at that age. But how do you go about connecting with them in a way that they feel comfortable enough to open themselves up and talk to you? Because I find a lot of kids, especially at that age, speaking from my experience in like summer camps and working in outdoor centers with them, especially at that age, they're very, very like, they're kind of closed off and they can mm-hmm. get closed off, I found in my experience, at least is right after they be they start being like very like out there and having fun. And then a lot of people kind of slowly put them into a box. Right. And then they just kind of they have to contain their, like creativity or their artistry or whatever makes them unique. And they kind of have yeah. to they're kind of molded. And then when they're like 12, 13, 14, they kind of play into the narrative that we've created. So I'm curious, how do you like connect with them? especially at that age, like to make them comfortable enough to open up.
1: I think it's the same thing I do with adults. Yeah. And it's going to sound silly, but this is so important for me to say is that there's a narrative around kids being these like different beings than adults. And it's Mm -hmm. because mainly because their brains are still developing, but in a lot of ways that power structure, like, honestly some of the best ways that I connect with kids is being nice to them and being respectful and not like talking down to them but just treating them like like how an adult expects to be treated and that idea of like kids can't can't have that kind of respect or can't have that kind of like empowerment from an adult is really sad to me and so that's probably been the best way I also think it's different because each kid Is different and so some kids like humor is a big connector for me kids like to laugh and I'm like a big goofy ass dude and they like that yeah Um, I also think kids sense um, when you're putting on like a mask to talk to them and so being authentic like I have friends who are like I've had friends who have met kids I've worked with and have been like hi, how is school? And they're like 14 and they're like, uh, it's fun. (laughs) And it's like, there's this disconnect that makes people sometimes treat kids like they're not human beings. And it's like, I get it with three-year-olds because they are honestly, they feel like a different species to me. They're so fun, but they're just, they're (laughs) like all impulse and just like all passion and like in all the ups and downs. But middle schoolers are so, they're so much, they're so much more closer They're so much closer to us than i think we realize Mm -hmm. and one of the things i think that middle schoolers like about me is that instead of me kind of judging them and talking about well this is what you need to do in this situation i share with them not only what i struggled with as a young person but what i'm struggling with as an adult right now and i think that especially with our education system pushing like getting the best grades and being the best all the time And adults not letting kids in on this side of like, we all struggle, we all can learn, we all can grow. It's like, you're the one struggling, you're growing, Mm -hmm. and that's what being a kid is. But that's the human condition. And hopefully if we're doing it right, we're all learning and growing together. And so I share my struggle and I share what I'm working on with kids to normalize that it's okay to be where they're at. And it's Mm -hmm. okay to have moments where you don't trust yourself or you may not doubt or you, you doubt yourself or all these human experiences are okay for them to have um, mm-hmm. and to help them feel safer in themselves. Because when we don't open up that space, kids hold themselves to such high standards or they fight back against these high standards. Kids who are middle schoolers who are not into me, like as a person, it's tough because yeah. it's scary. And they can be like, they can be like, I, oh, I I'm bet, like, oh, like, wait. you know, it's a kid like me, right? But <laughs> what I found is that. A lot of people are moving from a place of fear. And I think that kids are very, it's very obvious in kids, like how their behaviors are, them trying to protect themselves. Yeah. But I would say if you pay attention to adults, if you pay attention to the way adults show up, I think it's just as obvious that people are are often walling themselves up or are firming themselves and this is who I am and you can't question this and I'm not going to mm-hmm. change as a way to protect themselves. So I just try to treat yeah. kids like... I try to treat kids like people like apologizing to them, saying thank you to them, asking what they, what they think, asking for their feedback, uh, letting them teach me. Right. It's like, that's a way to show them that they have worth. And if I can be one person that can show kids Mm -hmm. that they've had a positive impact on me, then I become evidence for them when they feel like, well, no one cares or what am I doing here? They can say, well, this person Right, this person acknowledged this. Like I did this for this person, and so mm-hmm. I think that that's that's why you do youth empowerment and youth development together. Which is like the skills yeah. to take care of yourselves and the skills to lift yourself up. You know?
0: Yeah. Now I think it's really cool that that's the stage at which you're. Um, not only are you developing and empowering children and youth, but I think when you get to adults, I think the further along you go, the fur the harder it is to go. Not work backwards, but to identify. Mm-hmm in that self-improvement journey where you have to go Mm -hmm. so far back into the future to understand why you're upset at certain issues in your life yeah Yeah. so it's like
1: i I like it's crazy
0: no it's crazy it's just crazy to me to see how that's like how it's the same process it just might Mm -hmm. be just a bit harder to identify like the root cause
1: Something for, and and there, in the fear, not just even the identification, but the fear, like if you have, if you've been this way for so long, imagining yourself different is really hard for people. And it's really scary. People don't want to call it fear, but it's like a, it's like a threat that feels like a threat of challenging who I am. Mm -hmm. And we see this everywhere with adults. But I was talking with one of my teens who I've been working with, you know, she's a junior now, I've been working with her since she was in seventh grade and she she's doing this kind of thing where she's like tough on herself and she's like i should know better like i like accidentally fell back on my old ways and i have to like constantly remind her Mm -hmm. that she's doing so much more than most people her age are even given the opportunity to in terms of developing a relationship with herself being aware of herself and it's like, adults, I would much rather work with kids. And kids are like, it's hard. And I'm like, yeah, now imagine you're 45. <laughs> you thought two years of disliking yourself was hard? Imagine being 45 and that yeah, entire time you've years. disliked yourself. Yeah, that's what I'm oh, saying. Like, man. I was like, you got it easy. You caught yeah. this early. Take care of man. this shit. Do it now, right? Yeah, I'm no like, kidding.
0: Like, if you Seriously. take it, yeah, and you can prolong it and develop it. And then you're able to do... uh similar work or have the similar kind of attitude that like you and I have where you have that okay like we can not only help other people build these connections or especially especially what you're doing where you're able to like help younger people develop and build skills both soft skills and hard skills that allow them to just be overall better contributors in our uh in our society and hopefully reshape the narrative to being okay with connecting with ourselves and connecting with others that's
1: very very yeah, interesting If my kids feel good, if they're not harming other people, they're not harming themselves and they're happy. Mm -hmm. That's all I care about. That's all I care about. That's all I care about. Because there's going to be people who are out here who are going to want to change the world. Mm -hmm. But also there are going to be some people who just want to have the life that they want. Right. And if they're taking care of themselves, they're taking care of their family. They have a good relationship with themselves. They're not harming other people. They're not harming themselves. I'm happy for them. Right. And I because I know all, oftentimes as I'm doing this work with like youth empowerment, like kids who are doing really amazing work, mm-hmm. sometimes it's like there's this pressure of like we all have to do this big, amazing, life changing work. And for me, it's like I think what would change society is if more people felt better about themselves. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they're not necessarily going to go out there and help other people on this kind of scale. But being yeah. happy with yourself, like the more people that we have who feel safe with themselves who don't feel so challenged and threatened who don't lean into things like violence who don't lean into these things that you know come from a disconnect from themselves society yeah. will shift you know it doesn't it I don't know I don't get to talk about that enough but I had I had a, kid, a conversation with a kid who said that to me they were like I don't know if I want to like if I want to change the world and I was like you don't have to change yeah, the world on the same to. scale right but the way that you show up in your life mm-hmm. right you're going to treat people differently you're going to like build better relationships that maybe your family's had in the past. And those micro changes contribute to a larger change. So I like to, to try to give, that's why I don't push kids often into this leadership kind of stuff, unless they're interested into it. Yeah. yeah, Maybe you'll find, maybe you'll find that later, or maybe you'll figure out how your work contributes later, but I just want them, what I care about is how they feel. And there are a lot of people who care about what kids are doing and I care about how kids feel.
0: Amazing. And now I think that's so, so important. And I think what uh, I want to know is, so we talked about at the beginning and we've talked about this a bunch and I think what'll continue to like help your progress exponentially is um like your authenticity and your individuality and your uniqueness and everything you've gone through. Right. And how you really like steer, like you steer right into being who you are and stuff. Now, I want to know, do you have to wear different hats or play different roles when you talk to different people of media? We talked a bit about it beforehand in terms of like swearing and stuff and like how you have to act around certain kids or do you have certain relationships with people that over time you've kind of altered who you like, how you are with them? Or I'm curious just how you go about that. If you don't mind expanding.
1: Shit. (laughs) Uh There you go. No, I mean, it, it's like, this is why I want to be, I don't want my kids to look at this and be like, this has always been Mr. Donovan. And he's always been great at this. I want them to look and be like, he worked hard at this. And I've learned yeah. and I've had a lot of tough moments. And there's been moments where I've I've worked, I've done projects or I've worked with people that don't really align with what I want to do. And And moving into the entertainment industry, I've met some amazing people. And I've also met some people who are in really high positions of power um versus like where I have in terms of influence and in terms of platforms and stuff and I think that when I started sharing my TikTok like I made TikTok because kids told me to and then in the very beginning if you go to the very beginning of my TikTok it's like silly videos of me and that's what the kids like like if you look at my TikTok the videos that have the smallest amount of views that's where you're going to find my kids commenting because it's just me being silly and it's me being myself But people were really responding to that positive work. And so people would meet me and be like, you're different than I thought you were because I only showed that side of myself. But that created a huge disconnect for me because 10% of the work is that kind of emotional positive work with kids. And 90% of it is just like acting like assholes and just having fun and enjoying ourselves and being in a space where we can like feel comfortable to be who we are. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I haven't, figured out yet yeah i haven't figured out yet which is like a big growth mindset thing i haven't figured out how to kind of bring those things together so Mm -hmm. i'm making content that i get to have fun and i'm being silly and i'm showing my humor and more recently you can see on my content i don't care about the engagement i want to put that out there so that there's more cohesiveness in terms of this image that i'm showing because that's who i am And, and when you think about core values like i told you earlier mm-hmm. humor and fun are huge core values of mine and when yeah. i started hating making content i had like six or seven months past in the past year where i was like really doubting myself and being like yeah. i hate everything i'm making i don't want to do this anymore yeah. i realized just like i said earlier hope i mean um fun and like happiness enjoy are not showing up in my work and those are Ooh. my core values and if yeah. those things are not showing up it makes sense that i don't want to do it anymore yeah. so instead of quitting it was just because i had that awareness it was just a chance to say okay well Jesus. how do i infuse this how do i find my voice that feels authentic to me because that is just a part of me. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: I like to laugh. I like to be really silly. I'm like a little bit of a jackass. Like, and I used to troll the kids all the time. Like that's one of their favorite things was me messing with them and <laughs> teachers would be like, Oh no, no, no boundaries. And I'm like, I'm not doing anything appropriate. I'm just yeah. joking around with them and they loved it. And so mm-hmm. as I'm about to go into like speaking at schools and stuff, <laughs> it's like, yeah. I need to like figure out how to be fun again. Mm-hmm. Did I catch you off? Oh,
0: no, no. I was just laughing.
1: That's interesting.
0: Man, no, that's so cool. No, I was just laughing at that. Like it's I think what it comes down to in terms of everything you've said, and I find myself having this conversation with a lot of people, is it all comes down to your intention. Mm-hmm. Right. If at any point there's it's never malicious intent, right? And I think mm-hmm. that's the one thing where I'm like, if the intent is just to like break bread or joke around with like the kids and make them laugh and just kind of hold them a bit accountable for doing, for making silly mistakes. Mm -hmm. It's, I don't, there shouldn't, right. There isn't an issue, right. But in, but holding back on part of who you are, just so you fit this mold of what you think you should be, I think is very, very, that sounds like it was like a tough, it's a tough battle. It was like a tough battle, right. To kind of transition into it or out of it. Sorry.
1: And I put that pressure on myself. Like people Absolutely. told me, I had, I've i had some people who've kind of brought it up, but I don't really care. Like some like 65 year old lady on TikTok telling me not to laugh as much doesn't mean shit to me. Mm-hmm. But I put that pressure on myself because it was that same thing we were talking about earlier, full circle, is like, I was afraid that if I start showing these other parts of myself, that I wouldn't be valued anymore. And if I'm not valued, then I don't feel safe. So it was like triggering something that's really core to me, which is that fear of like, you be good, or people won't accept you, um, which is a huge thing that I think kids deal with in general. Is this feeling of I have to be good, or I won't be yeah. loved, or I won't be safe. Um, but the other thing too about joking around with kids, do you know what? Else, you know why else it's important? Because I make mistakes. Not every yeah. joke I make lands. Sometimes I make jokes oh, no. that go too far, and I and it's a chance for me to pull a kid aside and apologize. Or it's a chance for me to learn that that kind of humor can hurt some people, and mm-hmm. I and I humor is a strength, but it can be overused and misused. But yeah. for me to be able to say to the class, you know what, I took it too far. I'm so sorry. Like I apologize, right? Like that's an important moment because it shows kids you should apologize for these things, yeah. right? And that shows sometimes intent versus impact is different, but it's mm-hmm. how you hold yourself accountable that matters, you know?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now I know we're getting in. Uh... I know we're kind of getting into your time timing here. Um, there's one final question I wanted to ask you. Um, but before I do, I overheard you mention in a podcast, I can't quite remember which podcast it was because like they all just blurred together over the last week. Like I was just exhausted trying to dive into like three different people's research. But anyways, not yeah. important. Um, You mentioned a book of like different elite level performers in all their different things. And you mentioned, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I was curious, but you mentioned you don't remember the name of the book. No, I don't. Did you find it? I think I might have figured it out. But yeah. like, what could you tell me more about it? Because I think I might have figured yeah, it out. Yeah,
1: like It was like on Julia, one of my good friends, Julia. She's one of the first kids I started working with. It's his mom. And so she's like one of my best friends. And he is like one of my, he's like the original Dono friend. His name is Harry, but he's in oh, college geez. now. Um, I was like at her house and I think I read it on her shelf because it just always had these kind of books it was like a bigger book yeah hard cover no it's not tools of titans
0: no i was thinking tribe of mentors Ooh, yeah i don't know
1: i'll have to check it out i just remembered it was like all these people in these different arenas being like here's like what helped me be successful and so much of it was like i had one person in my life like a coach or a teacher yeah who like had my back um But that wasn't like, I don't know if that was like the theme of it, but it was what was sticking out to me because I kept reading it and being like, like, oh, my teacher one time told me like, believe in yourself. And I did. And look at me now. And I just kept being like, one time? Like, that is one person, one time? Like, what if we were way, that's, that's what pushed me to be way more intentional, to be like, I will take every opportunity I can to like highlight or lift a young person up or to offer support to them. Because if all these people have done these amazing things, right? Like, yeah. I could do that. <laughs> I could tell a kid to believe in themselves, right? I can do that. And it, it was like, it really shocked me. It really shocked me um, to just witness such a huge pattern in every arena. So like yeah. from scientists to like writers, to athletes, to singers, um, like to teachers, to chefs, everything you could think of. I just kept seeing that as a trend and it it helped me realize how important it is to show up for kids in a way that accepts them and and pushes them and holds them accountable. I don't teach kids to not do anything. I'm not just like, love yourself. Who cares? Right. It's like love yourself so you can really step into who you are and so you can really live a life that is meaningful to you or meaningful to the people in your life. And I, and it's just like, how do you show up the most for your life? That's, mm-hmm. that's what I want to teach kids. And, and I, I'm in this phase now where I'm starting to see kids' lives and I'm starting to see these, I call them kids, but they're like 25. Or, yeah, no you know, kidding. They're like 20, 22 or 23. Some of these kids are like 25. Oh, wow. Cause I started when I was like 18 or 19. Um, And I'm starting to see where their lives are going and it's amazing and it's wonderful. And I had no idea it would be like that, but I get, I look at them and I can see them and I'm like, this is that kid who cared about justice. This is that kid that cared about leadership. This is that kid that was always using their humor. And then to see the way that they're showing that in their Mm -hmm. life and their work or in their family and their relationships, it's amazing. You know,
0: I love the way you, um, reflect on the experiences you've had. Like just like things from like the books you've read or to the uh, like the mistakes and the experiences you've had. Like I love how you've been able to kind of sit back and like reflect on those moments and like really piece them together in your self-improvement uh, process. It's really, really fascinating to see. I really, really, I'm getting kicked out of it. I like it a lot. Yeah,
1: well, I'm, I'm a storyteller. That's something that's like I write something I have not said on any podcasts. And I think I would say maybe 3% of the people in my life know this. I write screenplays for fun.
0: No kidding, eh?
1: You're doing it for like, I've been doing that for like 10, 12 years. Is that like a passion I don't have project,
0: no, hobby of yours. It's just
1: fun. I just like storytelling. Yeah. So I write kids' books, but it's like, yeah, it's wild. Everything that I do, I do storytelling events. So there's, I've, I've gotten a couple, I've won a couple of awards in the past few years. I've won some competitions and I just love it. And I think this work is really about what is your story and, mm-hmm. and really valuing wow. what kids' stories are, where they're at. Like, you don't, I don't have to just, I have a kid. uh, I'm going to say his name, Osvaldo, because he made me so mad because I was like I love you and I'm proud of you and he's like you can't be proud of me until I've done something and he's like, I was like oh, I'm going to come see you soon and he's like no I don't want to see you until I'm at the top and I'll have earned it and I was like shut love up it. dude I love you right now Like I accept you right now and he's uh, like no not until I've accomplished something big and I was on. like dude you little ass wipe I was like if it takes you if I have to wait seven years that you feel like you've accomplished something for me to see you like that I'm not the one and I get it and I get yeah. that that is a type of conditional love that exists for I get sure. that as a type of conditional validation that exists not me if you're sad i'm here for it if you are excelling i'm here for it but i'm here for you and that means everything and that's why i like storytelling because you get to dive into the everything of everyone in the story mm-hmm. a good story at least you know
0: yeah absolutely i'll uh, make this quick one last question <laughs> oh, I okay, you're i'm good. realizing good. the timing i'm like i want to uh no i appreciate it it's, it's stuff, a lot so. of flow yeah, like, well, I don't like, want to I don't want to kill it. And I'm like, I do want to respect your time in the in the same process for the next thing. But um, so with that being said, uh, kind of looking back on everything you've experienced and like the people who've come in and out of your life for whatever different reasons in your own journey, and feel free to take a second or two to think about this um, after I ask it, but what is a piece of advice you've received that's stood the test of time in your life?
1: Um, I don't know. It's like I I think I want to pick a more complicated one, but the one that sticks the most with me, which I've gotten from random mentors, random kids, like people in my life in general. I, I think when I hear it, it resonates the most, which is just like be nice to yourself.
0: It's so simple. I love yeah, it. Yeah,
1: be and, and it's so yeah. hard for a lot of people. And I think it's it's really important. Like the the truth is like. all going to struggle and the truth is that some of us are going to suffer right and i think that suffering doesn't teach us anything and suffering doesn't have a a purpose it's Mm -hmm. it's, that's what it is suffering but struggling is important because life is tough and and, in order to grow and in order to really step into yourself you're gonna have to do a lot of hard work but everything I won't get too deep, but from education to capitalism, right? To politics, <laughs> like to everything in a lot of ways, yeah. it's hard on us. And if you're living in today's world, if you're a young person living in today's world, dealing with all the things that you're dealing with, the fear of the climate change and what's happening with our planet, the gun, the violence in America, like yeah. education, the pressure, like social media, what it's doing to you. Like there's so much that, is, that feels stacked against kids. There's so much that mm-hmm. they're experiencing And if, if they can be nice to themselves, they can be kind and compassionate to themselves, that will have the biggest difference in their lives. And I think a lot of times kids are so anxious about all these bad things that are happening. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. and all we really have control over is like how we treat ourselves, like, especially at that age. Mm -hmm. And it's like, focus on that right now, right? The rest of this stuff will come to you. You will figure it out. But the, 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 it's just like when you have like a, I I sometimes use this like, you know, metaphor of working with like a kid in your class on a school project that you don't know and it's like you get paired with a kid you don't know and it's awkward right and you're like "Uh, how does this person work it's like your life is a project and you're working with yourself and the closer that you are with yourself the better relationship you are the more fun the more like engaged you will be with this project and I was like you got to treat yourself you got to be your own best friend that's like the biggest, that's like the biggest thing I think we need to learn and, and, and understand that when we treat ourselves kinder, it's easier for us to then extend that compassion and kindness to other people.
0: I love that. I love that a lot. Dude, this has been, um, it's been really fun. I'm really, uh, I'm really, yeah, Yeah, it's flowed so smoothly and I'm just, I'm really, really Mm -hmm. grateful again for your time and what you've been able to share with me today and just your story and the work you've done. I am only the only thing I'm more excited for than doing this show is to see what you do next and to see how everything kind of comes to fruition that you've been working on because I know you're working your ass off. So yeah, I'm really really excited. Yeah, I was like, what am I gonna
1: do next? I was like, what am I gonna do next? <laughs> Sleep. Sleep. Mm, yeah, that's probably good. That's yeah. That's what I'm thinking about. We just gotta get through this weekend. Yeah, that's no, awesome. thank you for having me. Thanks for pursuing your passions. Thanks for Absolutely. creating a platform and a space for people to share their stories. Um, yeah, I really appreciate being able to to be a part of this. And I, I appreciate the very kind uh, words of support that you offered. And thanks for Absolutely. doing your research. That was really Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. That was really man. neat. You said Absolutely. your mom's a teacher. <laughs> that's like you, you gotta do some digging. For yeah, that. you gotta like always listen talk to about that. You gotta No, do that's true. It's <laughs> like
0: 45 minutes into a podcast that you yeah did like months ago. I'm like, all right, here we go. Yeah, I um,
1: never talked about
0: that. She taught
1: German, by the way.
0: What? Yeah, ich kann Deutsch sprechen. So I was just get that answer to my question. I was gonna ask. Oh, do you <laughs> speak German? Great follow up. <laughs> <question, laughs>
1: ambition, ambition, <laughs> ambition. Oh, that's awesome.
0: Bit. Nice. uh Yeah, man. So I really, uh, really appreciate it. So thank you very much.